Hey, Yetta, should we renew our title insurance? No, we only want to buy it once per address. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. So we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And it's where we get to share techniques, thoughts, tips, tools, and some truths that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone. So we can turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. In this segment, we're going to consider how do you protect your home and I guess yourself with the right insurance. Right. And specifically, we're going to talk about title insurance right mm-hmm. now. So, Ken, what is title insurance? Well, title insurance is an insurance policy that you take out when you buy a property, and it covers you for unknown defects in title so that later on, if something happens, they will step in and cover it. So maybe it's your garage is partially on a neighbor's property. And it wasn't known and it wasn't registered on title that way. Right, right. And then what happens is they will then go to your neighbor, try and make an agreement, maybe give them some cash that they say, okay, it's allowed to be encroaching on my property. And then it would get re... It would be then registered on title. That that encroachment was allowed. And then that's okay. Right. Worst case scenario, they may have to pick up the garage and move it. Right. And in the case, and we might as well share real stories, right? Mm -hmm. We had a person we were working with, and when they went to buy during the inspection, it was discovered Mm -hmm. that the septic bed was the majority of it was on a neighboring property. Right. And title insurance, fortunately, was purchased... By when, the seller when they bought the property. Correct. Even though they hadn't done an inspection because they had bought privately and they mm-hmm. didn't know to do an inspection at that time. That's a great caveat because if they'd done an inspection and found it was over, mm-hmm. but then bought title insurance, it wouldn't cover them because it's now a known defect. Exactly. They right? would have had to negotiate with the original seller mm-hmm. to get either full compensation for a new bed or whatever. And I mean, these things don't happen often, but when they happen to you, you're sure happy that the right checks and balances, including the purchase of title Mm -hmm. insurance, was accomplished. Now, most of the time, the lawyer is going to facilitate purchasing that title insurance for Mm -hmm. you, right, at the time of purchase. And in this case, that did happen, which was Yeah, and that, you know, that bed... Back then was twenty grand. It's about thirty grand now for a septic bed. Thirty or forty. And of course, the first thing title insurance tries to do is negotiate with the neighbor for an agreement that it can stay there. Right. And now if you had your neighbor's septic bed on your land, so there's not me. He's talking to you. If <laughs> would, you're would you want to accept that? Probably not. And neither did this 
neighbor. No, and sometimes people ask, well, how can that kind of thing happen? Well, originally, the two pieces of property were owned by the same person. It was severed. And at the time of severance, which was long enough ago, nobody happened to notice and nobody happened to inquire and nobody asked. And I think it was two different family members that lived in the two properties. And so it didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But a very long, and it was never registered on title that the septic was on the wrong property. Because sometimes there is a well. It wasn't the whole thing. Well, it was two thirds. So in this case, the the title insurance paid for a brand new bed to be put properly on the land. Mm -hmm. And so it was a win-win. The buyer got a brand new septic. The seller didn't cost them anything to do it. Right. And what Ken was was attempting to say, and then I think I might have cut him off, (laughs) what happens once in a while with us is that had they discovered it during the inspection, the original seller at that time really would have been responsible or would have been a negotiation Mm -hmm. point between the buyer and the seller. And maybe there would have been a sharing the cost, maybe... Who knows what the yeah. outcome would have been because it's a negotiation. Yeah. And sometimes things show up like, you know, the lawyers do the title search and there's an old lien on the property or somebody had a mortgage, that person's passed away mm. and that mortgage is from like 40 years ago and mm. it never got removed from title when it was paid off. Yeah. And so that needs to be cleaned up. So then title insurance is going to pay for the legal work to get that done. If it happens when? When it's found out after insurance is already in place. Right. Right. If it's found out before, then insurance won't cover anything that's a pre-existing problem. Or if something was built and it was built without a building permit, title insurance will not cover any deficiencies in that. You know, if mm-hmm. it was built in the wrong place, the garage is over the, the lot line, but it wasn't actually got a permit to build it, then they're not going to cover it. Right. So these are all things that maybe are nice to know if you're a current homeowner. If you're building something, you want to get the appropriate permits so that it doesn't come back to cause you grief down the road. And if you're thinking that you want to stay connected with us between episodes, what I was going to say, or want clarity or get these kinds of tidbits ongoingly in your inbox, you want to email us together at decorteam.com so that we can stay together as part of each other's community. Right. And the beauty with title insurance is it's inexpensive, relatively inexpensive, right? Depending on It varies depending on the price of your property, but you're going to be somewhere between $300 and $800 for, for title insurance. Generally speaking. Yep. And then uh, it's bought at the time of purchase. Now, the good news is there's certain things that your lawyer doesn't need when they have title insurance. They don't have to do some extra searches. And as a matter of fact, they don't want to do those searches because if they discover something, title insurance won't cover it. So there's several searches they don't have to do, which saves you a few hundred dollars. Also, with the invention of title insurance, you didn't have to get a survey. Because you didn't have to prove that the property was in the right spot because now you had title insurance for that. Right. So you may still want to get a hold of a previous survey because there's usually one done when a home is built on a property. Quite often. Right. And so it may not show all the improvements. It may not show pools. It may not show additional garages unless a survey was required, but less surveys are being done now. Mm -hmm. When we were first in the industry in the late 80s, there was 
surveys was a big deal. You needed a survey because that was before the days of title search. Now, if you're putting title, a pool, title insurance, title insurance, sorry, mm-hmm. if you're putting a pool in or you're putting a garage on, you may still want a survey done so that you can make sure your placement of things, yeah. if there isn't an existing one, is in the right place. Mm-hmm. So you don't mess up. Yeah. Now, something a little more obscure is that title insurance covers, and that is fraud against your title, which could happen after the fact. Someone could pretend they're you. It doesn't cover the identity theft and all those things, but it does cover if they put a lien on the property that wasn't yours. And so now you got this mortgage registered against your home, and they'll cover that kind of fraudulent thing against your title. Is now, that guaranteed or is that no, a check premium? Your policy, check your policy. Some things, mm-hmm. like if you want identity theft, you can add that as an extra on the premium on some of the insurance. So you want to check with your lawyer closely what he's buying, who he's buying it from, and what it's what it covers. Yeah, there's a couple of great companies. So again, this is a legal conversation with your lawyer at the time of purchase to ensure you have the right title insurance. And we're glad we can be positioning you to build wealth wisely because it's about much more than just money. Hey, Yara, do we have great home insurance? Not sure. Maybe we should call our broker. So we're thrilled that we've created for you free access to over 603 Life's Inside Track episodes, where we share insider tips, making house home, how to get the most out of your space. And the great news is they're available from home, from the office, or on the go, especially when you subscribe to our YouTube channel, then you'll get them even sooner, right? (laughs) That's right. And so what we're going to explore is some ins and outs of home insurance, home property insurance. And really, what insurance things or what things do I need within my insurance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're not insurance brokers. Or no. Insurance, but we've lived a little bit of time in this life and we've evaluated experience. Like her previous show talked about saging. When it comes to insurance, we've saged a little bit because we've learned from experience. And one of the things that we've learned is that not all insurance policies are created equal. Right. And the best insurance policy may actually be a more expensive policy, which kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. And yet it may also have a higher deductible. I mean, in our younger years, we used to think it needed a teeny deductible because that Mm -hmm. would make it a better insurance, right? Right. Or so we thought. Mm -hmm. But really, one of our um, words of caution is you're not likely going to um, use the insurance unless it's a significant claim. Well, that's our that's our recommendation because mm-hmm. you know one claim you'll get some leniency on. Second claim, your insurance rates are going up, and so let's mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Like, so if I have a small accident, you know, I spill some paint on the floor of the carpet, I'm going to change the carpet myself. In the past, people would have called the insurance company and had them change the carpet because I spilled paint on it. Well. You can do that when you have a small deductible, but we prefer to have a large deductible because you get a lower premium. Right. right? And still with a better- still have a great insurance package. Right. Because that's only one element of an insurance Mm -hmm. package is what is the deductible. And yes, it means if you have a significant claim or reason to have a claim, you're going to claim it 
And yes, you have have to come up with say three thousand dollars or whatever you've chosen yep, to make your deductible three thousand five thousand. So you do have to come up with that up front before mm-hmm. they start to cover anything. So it's it's an expensive proposition, but over the long term, it will mean that you're paying less insurance premiums on an ongoing year in year out basis. Yeah, and like I like to say is if you wouldn't claim a three thousand dollar item. Then get three thousand dollar deductible because you're going to pay it anyways. Right. That that's one way of thinking. That's one way. And of then thinking. someone else may say, "Well, yeah, but if it's a large claim, let's say it's a seventy thousand dollar claim or whatever, two hundred thousand dollar claim or a complete rebuild, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to have to pay first three thousand. I would only want to pay my five hundred. So you have to do an assessment of mm-hmm. what the extra cost is." You don't have to claim it just because your deductible is not as high. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so just, you get to decide. Yeah, Ultimately, just, you just, just want to know your wisdom, numbers. Right? Go in with wisdom. Yeah. And then the other thing to, to understand about insurance is that if, let's say your house is, you think it's worth 600 because you paid 600 for it. But it would cost a million dollars to rebuild it. Right, because rebuild cost is, generally speaking, always going to be higher Mm -hmm. than the purchase price. Right. So let's say it's a million dollars and you've got insurance for 600. Because, you know, a lot of times through COVID and that rebuild cost went through the roof, right? And not everybody adjusted their insurance. Right. So now if you have... Let's say you have insurance of 600, but your house is valued at a million to rebuild and you have a hundred thousand dollar loss. The insurance company is going to say, no, no, you're covered for 60 per 60% because you only covered 60% of the value of your you're house, only 600 insured, on a million. Right. You're only insured yeah. for 60% of so, the value of rebuild right. of your home. So although you have, a, you know, $600,000 insurance, and you have a hundred thousand dollar claim. We're only going to give you sixty thousand because you underinsured your property, right? And so you want to be sure. Like, if you haven't talked to your insurance broker or your insurance provider for in the last year, I'm going to say you like want to schedule this as a call mm-hmm. to make, like today, tomorrow, yeah, and- so that you know exactly what kind of property insurance you have, what the deductible is, what the liability is. And sometimes they'll do an inspection, which is not a bad thing, right? right? And you can, we had them in a couple years back. They did an inspection. They told us we had to move a few things away from furnaces and stuff. They also told us we had to change our hot water tanks because they were at the end of their useful life cycle because they didn't want them to split and cause a a flood in the basement. Um, And then they also looked at what the value of our house would be to rebuild it because they're looking at fit and finish and and all that kind of stuff. Um, So that's a good thing. It may cost you a little bit more, but at least you know you're now insured for the right amount. The other thing I recommend, and we haven't done this in a long time, is just take your phone and walk around the house in video and videotape your entire house inside and out, closets, cupboards, everything, so that what you've got now then is an inventory of everything. If you have a total loss if your house burns down, you can say, no, no, I had I had eight suits. You know, here's the video footage. There's my eight suits. You need to replace those eight yeah. suits, right? Yeah. And that's 
little tip. Yeah, it's a little bit easier than what we used to do before the days of easy digital and easy, like we literally would write itemized lists, mm -hmm. try and keep all our receipts and like just more arduous than it's than it is necessary today. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you don't keep that video. Well, now we store everything in the cloud anyway, most of us. Yeah, so stored. it's not going to be just on site and get burned up. No, or it's lost in it's water in the damage or whatever. And yeah. there always seems to be clouds. Speaking of clouds, rain. Mm. A lot of policies do not cover overland flooding. Right. Right. And we had that torrential downpour a few, what was it, about a month or so ago. And a lot of houses flooded. Now, you can have water escape clause, which means if, let's say, your sewer backed up and that came in your house. That would be water escape. That and, would be covered as and, long as you have a water escape clause. Right. And another example would be a sump pump failure. Mm -hmm. Another example would be a dishwasher valve stuck open because mm -hmm. we know something about that. Yeah, we did that one. About 20 years ago <clears throat> and it was a $60,000 claim or 65, I think, just from the dishwasher valve staying open, staying open for an evening. Um, it could also be for a washing machine. Yeah, put those hoses on that have the wire casing around them because what happens is as that rubber gets older, it can bulge and you always have pressure on that hose. And so you could be away for the day at work or on vacation and that hose pops. Now you're going to fill your house with water until you come home and notice right. it. Right, and water is incredibly insidiously damaging inside a home because it it goes everywhere. It goes everywhere, <laughs> right? You know, when you get a little tiny puddle, it wicks up the drywall and it looks like you mm -hmm. had a foot deep flood, but it was really a quarter of an inch on the floor. Mm -hmm. It just wicked up. So just make sure you know what's in your policy. Water escape is something we talked about. Overland flood is something we talked about. Overland flooding. Mm -hmm. um, just look at your liabilities, your liability, how much you are covered for. Make sure it's enough because... Physical damage to to a person is a yeah. very expensive liability. Yeah. So in in retrospect, the thing is your cheapest policy is not necessarily your best policy. So together we're clarifying your options so that your wisdom will flow. Hey, yet I've been rethinking about mortgage insurance. Why? We've always said, or pretty much always said, it's a bad deal. So we're thrilled that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only selling, buying, investing in real estate, but coming alongside you to build your faith, build your fund, build your finance, and even strengthen, heal, and flourish inside relationships. And so we're going to discover in this segment why mortgage insurance actually may be a good deal, may be the best deal to get. Could be. Could be. And so the reason we talked about that we have not recommended it often, mm -hmm. and we in fact have never gotten it ourselves, was primarily because it goes down in value, mm -hmm. right? Some What's do. covered. Okay, many go down in value mm -hmm. as the mortgage amount becomes less. Yes. Because it's actually mortgage insurance, right? not house insurance. Right. And so typically it was better to just buy term insurance for the amount of your mortgage and it, it frequently was less expensive, Yeah, covered for the full amount and ran for the whole time at the high amount, not your paid down 
amount, right? Right. At whatever amount you purchased an insurance, Mm -hmm. the term insurance didn't decrease, whereas many mortgage insurances, as the amount of the mortgage that you owe goes down, so does the amount that's covered, but your premium didn't necessarily go down to reflect the decrease. Yeah, like the last year, you maybe only owed a couple thousand dollars and you're still paying a high premium for that couple thousand dollars of insurance. Well, sometimes they have ones that don't go down. So that's another thing to look at. Uh, The other thing is not everybody is qualified to buy term insurance. And with mortgages getting bigger and bigger with the house pricing going up, it's a significant, you know, maybe people are having a $500,000, $600,000, $700,000 mortgages. That's a significant amount. And if they don't qualify for life insurance to cover that. Like a term life insurance, because yeah. you probably wouldn't use whole life insurance. To u- but most yeah. would just because it's be cost prohibitive, yeah. right? And sometimes people have pre-existing things that have happened and they don't qualify. But some of the mortgage insurers don't call for a medical exam or a medical history. And so you might get insurance when you otherwise couldn't. Right. Which is why you're rethinking that maybe mortgage insurance is a much better option for some or for many some. than we would have previously said. Right. In, so, the, in the past, when we had the mortgage application or the mortgage approval and, and down there it said insurance and how much it was, I just automatically go, no, thank you, and sign off. I didn't want it. Now what I'm saying is, okay, you're offering me insurance. Let's look deeper into what does that insurance cover? How much does it cost? And is it a good deal for me because I have other? I don't have other options, right? right. So that's what I'm looking at. Even if I have other options, it may still be my best option mm-hmm. is what we're what we're right. saying now. And so the great news is as we're talking about this, it's like this is the investment segment or episode that we're doing right now, but it's investing in the right insurance to protect you in your home. And if you don't know the details around the insurance and which ones you might want or might not want, you can't make a great choice. It just kind of gets made for you. And we know that choice is the one thing we all say we want, but then we don't learn about the different types of insurance and why we're investing so much energy in this conversation is we want you to always, and I'm going to use the word always, to make a great choice. And you can't make a great choice if you're not informed, if it's not an informed choice. So somehow you need to get enough data so that you can compare apples to apples, mm-hmm. even in terms of insurance, yeah. not apples to oranges. Exactly. And maybe it's a fact that you find out the information, you get the copy of the policy from the lender, and you take it to your insurance broker and say, hey, can you match this? Can you make it better? Can you get this cheaper for me? Whatever the case may be, and then make your comparison. And then, you know what they say? Having a choice and being in the, is powerful. Like that gives you power. When you have choice, you have power. Right. And we don't want you to get an education because really that's what you're going to get if you don't do the research in advance and find out the hard way that you should have had 
or could have had yeah. a better policy. Yeah, that's when you get experience. Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's an, an expensive, expensive education. Yeah. And, you know, we had a friend. Uh, let's just mm. call him Dave. And Dave bought mortgage insurance. And subsequently, his wife passed away. And the mortgage insurance paid out the mortgage. And that really helped his family. Mm. Like, first of all, without two incomes, he wasn't going to be able to stay in the house. The other thing is, when you have an estate, let's say you're just by yourself and you have the estate, the estate has sometimes a hard time paying the mortgage and it can't renew it if it's up for renewal. And sometimes the probate and all that stuff takes months, whereas this would automatically kick in, they'd pay off the mortgage, and now you just have taxes and insurance on the house to worry about as an estate. So it's covering two people, really. If you've got two people on title, three people on title, it's covering all of you. So if you, any one of you passes away, the mortgage is paid off. So mm -hmm. it's got that advantage too. Right. Whereas in term insurance, just so that we're being crystal clear here, and maybe you know all this stuff, but maybe there's someone that's listening today that goes, I didn't know some of these things and I'm so happy mm -hmm. to know them. You would have to have term insurance on all three people if there's three people on title. Right. Rather than attached to the address per se and cover mm -hmm. any one person. And you need to look at that. And some of them even cover disability. So if you're disabled mm -hmm. or unable to work, uh, some of them cover the mortgage payment. So look closely at the policy and what it actually covers. That's all I'm saying is I'm rethinking mortgage insurance because everyone is slightly different. And for the purpose, your purpose, it may work. For someone else's, it doesn't. But you won't know unless you investigate. Right. So really what we're saying is just like when we talk about real estate, we're saying the three things you want to consider is location. Second thing is location. And the third thing in location, when it comes to any of the insurances, whether it's title insurance, whether it's property insurance, whether it's mortgage insurance, those are really the three that we've been exploring today. Yeah. Those are the typical three when you're a homeowner. Right. Those are your typical three. You want to do research research, research, mm. and then you want to compare, compare, compare so you know what it is you're buying. Because yeah. we've been surprised, others have been surprised, and you don't want a surprise, a nasty surprise. No, you don't. And, you know, you, you just touched on home insurance, and we talked about that in the, in the previous segment. And I just realized there's also things like for investor properties, mm. right? And... If you have a claim, your tenant may not be able to live in there. So you want replacement yeah. income. So it covers, could be for 12 months or whatever, it covers what you normally would have received. Because even if you get a claim, like you have mm -hmm. a flood and the tenant has to move out and it takes six months to fix it, those six months, you got to pay the mortgage. And some insurance policies will cover that for you. And some won't. So ultimately, we're just saying, make sure you have adequate insurance and that you've done your adequate research to know that which it is you now have. Yeah. We're grateful that you joined us on this Life's Inside Track because when we move forward together, we've got this. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.